Hidden under all those lies Cause everybody has nobility And if you look beyond what your eyes can see You'll see they're just like you and me And now we're giving you the remedy Welcome to the Remedy Podcast This podcast is a project of Web Squared A North Carolina nonprofit That works to increase wealth for black businesses Through connection, network, and opportunity Our host is Stephanie Terry the Executive Director of Web Squared, and our co-hosts are Associate Director Rennie Orr and myself, Mashala Salam. I am the Media and Production Specialist. In this podcast, we hope to bring consciousness to the racial divide and speak on emerging new narratives about race. Thanks for joining us today. We hope you will enjoy the podcast. Take two. Welcome to the Remedy Podcast and all of our technical issues and difficulties. (laughs) Yeah, that's a part of our world now. You know what, Marshall? I'm going to get you one of those things, those black, those signs that snaps. Oh, the slate? Is that what it's called? Yeah. The director slate. Yeah. Yep. Cool. You want one, Marshall? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to see if I can find one. Then she can say, lights, computer, action. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, yeah. So what we were talking about being being happy and excited for cooking. Yeah, because it's Thanksgiving. It's that time of year again. Mm -hmm. So what kind of family feast do you guys like to cook? We talked about mashed potatoes and mac and cheese last week, but do you guys do turkey or something else? Yeah, we do turkey. We every black person does the same meal, Rennie. Oh, okay. And what's that? Turkey, mac and cheese, candy yams, collard greens, cornbread, sweet potato pie, potato the salad. O- the only thing on that that we have in common is the turkey. Oh my god. For us, it's mashed potatoes, green bean casserole, rolls. Um, we don't like. I guess we just don't do sweet potatoes. Um, and stuffing. What what about the dessert? I don't know. My mom's making this year. She hasn't told me what she's making for dessert. It's probably going to be pumpkin pie, I imagine. So y'all have like four things? Well, it's just the two of us. I don't think we need much more than that. <laughs> Somebody made a status and it said, don't post your plate on Thanksgiving. We are all eating the same thing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So anyway, but I'm also excited because Malachi is home from college. So he rode an airplane for the first time by himself, transferred, did transfers and everything. I said, I'm so proud of you. Wow. He said, why? All I do is just get on the plane. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's exciting. What about you, Mashala? What do your family do for Thanksgiving? I'm going to my brother and his wife's house. Um, I think maybe a few of my other brothers are going to be there. He's a really good cook. And last time we went over there, it was really nice and we enjoyed the food. Now, is your sister going to be there? 
my sister is going to be with her husband's family. What? <laughs> nice. So anyway, we just had like, oh my gosh, I'm going to actually go back and listen to our own podcast because both of those conversations were incredible, right? Mm-hmm. I thought it was good. But here's something. So I had an amazing thought process happen to me. Maybe last week it was. And I woke up for the first time in my life. And I woke up as a human being first and not as a black woman. Wow. What does that mean? That's never happened to me before. Wow. Ain't that crazy? But I mean, what, how does that feel? What does that mean? Like, what's the internal process that makes it you felt like free? It felt like freedom and it felt like power. Now, I, I'm not saying that I, I, w- I, w- I really want to unpack this. I, I just don't know how, but it wasn't that I wasn't saying that I wasn't black. It's just that I was sitting in a mental and emotional state where I was not leading with it. I can't explain it. Mm. Marshall, does this make any sense to you or do I sound like I just sold out me and the entire race? No, it doesn't sound like you sold out. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm but like Rennie, I do have the question of how was it different from your other experiences waking up? Like can you take us through that and what makes it different from the other times or moments? You know, I don't even think that okay, that's a good question. You you were talking to me, not Rennie, right? Yes. Okay. So I don't even think that I'll wake up and say, oh, I'm a black woman. It's kind of like the air you breathe. It's like invisible. It's just like it's there, you know. And what do I mean by that? I done got myself in some deep water now. I need to explain myself. It felt like for the first time, it's like I could experience myself outside of how I know myself. Yeah. Like other than a compilation of my experiences, like greater than, like not greater, but outside of that, outside of all those experiences that informed me, everything that made me who I am. For the first time, it wasn't just once, I'm able to like kind of like emotionally and mentally feel more than that. That's what I'm trying to say. Not other than that, but In addition to that, like more than that, and I was able to like just shift for some moments, like me as me, but more than the experiences, the physical experiences that made me. It's an amazing feeling, amazing. Well, and I think that that is a a good jumping in point to thinking about what are our identities and if we're more than those identities, you know, I mean, what it sounds like is the kind of an intense spiritual experience where you're kind of stepping into something beyond what you usually step into. So the way that you describe that, it sounds like how you feel when you finally feel like you're healing or mm-hmm. healed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, that sounds accurate. I don't know if heal, I would say healing. <laughs> Do you feel like the experience has in some way changed how you identify yourself on any like deeper level? Yeah, I think so, but I, I'm not quite sure what. Mm-hmm. 
I feel really vulnerable right now, like even admitting this because I I could hear like the the critics. <laughs> I have critics in my head, and I and I'm imagining the people that may be listening that are saying like, you know, how could you, you know, you're black and. I am black, very proud to be a, a beautiful, I think, you know, powerful black woman. But it's, but I'm also more than that. Like I'm, I'm, I'm more than that, way more. Especially the way black has, you know, it's a made-up construct. You know, before we were black, we were wherever what our, what our families were, what our tribes were, you know, what our country were. Also. With that, you know, we're also who who our creator says, who our source says we are. But like, I guess maybe that's it. Like I have, you know, said the words, oh, I'm a child of God. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, our father. Oh, you know, my father. I'm a spiritual being having a physical experience. You know, I've said those words many times. But for the first times in my life now, because it's not just one on occasion, I'm actually experiencing what that feels like. That's what I'm trying to say. Mm -hmm. Like leading with that and sitting in that identity. And it it feels amazing. Yeah, because we all know, especially after going through the equity training and that whole process, we know that Black was a term used in order to take away our humanity. I can remember sitting in REI classes and I would hear people say like, I don't think of myself as Black. I am a human being. And I would get so mad. Mm. I was like, you're Black. What do the police call you? What do the institutions? And because I thought maybe they were like trying to avoid and inevitable and maybe the pain associated with it Mm -hmm. so it was almost like a defense mechanism to deal with racism you know what i mean like let me just disassociate maybe that was true maybe i was judging wrong but that's not what i'm talking about right now i'm not trying to like disassociate myself with you know the quote-unquote reality what do you think rennie put this towards not not reflecting on what i'm saying about my identity as a black person but like, what about this whole identity of whiteness, you know, versus who you are? Because it's like, if you turn a jewel, you know, I think I may be wrong, but I think white people get to be human beings whenever they want to check out from whatever white people are doing that's destructive. <laughs> you mean like, oh, I'm an individual, you know, that's not my people. So well, truthfully, I don't think white people have to think about being white. Like, other people have to think about being black or brown or, you know, I mean, that was that was part of my awakening, taking the racial equity trainings is, wow, we don't we don't walk around thinking, hey, I'm white. We don't have to. You know, it's a white world. It's, that's our reality. And so we probably do wake up every day putting our humanity first instead of our color first, you know. And, you know, you're talking about maybe being dissociated a little bit from being a black person. I kind of want to flip it around and say that I think um, in general, white people are dissociated from just being human. <laughs> you know, yeah, because I was going to say because, because we deny the humanity of so many other people just by basically living in a white world, and so yeah, I mean, it's very interesting. 
I'm trying on a more conscious level to think about what it means to be white like all the time because I think for the first 47 years of my life I've ha haven't had to do that you know um, it's just been only in the last like few years that I've actually started really consciously coming to terms with being a white person in, in a white world and what does that mean for other people and stuff so so yeah these this is very important um where whereas you're waking up feeling your humanity i'm waking up feeling my whiteness and you know where 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 that will go and where those conversations will go for us we'll find out as the years like go by but yeah i mean i i celebrate the liberation that you're feeling and you know hope that i can help lift you up in that yeah this is some heavy stuff i wish i wouldn't have even have said that now i feel embarrassed no <laughs> you shouldn't you shouldn't this is this this helps open up a conversation i mean this is what the remedy is all about it's you know, um, <laughs> where is the embarrassment coming from? Um, I don't know. I don't even know. It just feels like maybe this is a thought that's evolving. Maybe like I'm still trying to understand it and I shared, you know, maybe I'll be in a different place at another point. Maybe, I don't know. You know, I'm trying to be on this podcast acting like I'm a doggone expert. <laughs> <laughs> just trying to figure it out like everybody else <laughs> well i i think that's one of the great ways that we've branded ourselves is not that we're experts and like that we have all the answers <laughs> but but we think that you know the answers lay in just having the conversations and you know yeah. i think i think what we're trying to do is identify um what do we all share in common in order to create a better world for everybody you know but in order to do that you have to unpack all of the divisions yeah. that divide us Marshala, go I ahead remember what Salteria said last week one of her friends wrote a poem mm -hmm. and it was about how Africans don't see themselves as black or something mm -hmm. like that oh that's right uh, Marshala yeah right. that's what that reminds me of what this conversation reminds me of that's right. She, I forgot about that poem. She did read that and say that that before, before we were, um, you know, oppressed and traumatized. You know, we we were we were something different. And then something else that she said that keeps that I keep thinking about. And she said, and at the same time, I also need to understand, you know, myself as you know my skin color to be safe. You know, mm -hmm. to make sure that I walk around, you know, safe. And that that struck a chord with me when she said that it made me you know on a lot of hands that's true and it made me sad but then on like a little tiny hand somewhere <laughs> i was like how can that like be disrupted permanently i know this identity thing is like really huge like how you answer the question who are you yeah and i've been thinking about that a lot like we often identify ourselves based on the social constructs of race, sex, gender, um, sexual orientation, um, all that stuff. But, you know, on a deeper level, like the who are you's, I mean, we, one, if you're at a party and you're getting to know people, you don't actually just say, who are you? And if, if people, people say, what do you do? You know, like they want to judge you based on like your work, you know, and that kind of thing. 
But like the who are you's, I just think of how wonderful it would be if we did ask that question and people kind of like answered from, you know, I'm a writer, I'm a thinker, I'm a philosopher, I'm a theologian, I'm an artist, you know, I paint pictures, uh, I'm a creator, um, I'm a visionary. I mean, that's what I would love to hear. And I think that we don't identify ourselves on, you know, who we are on a, a deep internal inner, like what is, what is our relationship to the world from our inner life and not from like our outer life, from our physical, but from like our inner, you know, our inner reality. And I just wonder if, if we were able to sit in that inner world more often and, and embrace it and celebrate it, if, if we would find more about what identities we have in common versus like just this surface levels, you know, physical, societal level of identities that are thrust upon us. Yeah. But even those things, like I'm a writer, mm-hmm. I'm a painter, I'm a farmer. Those are all things that you do. You know what I'm saying? And they may things that you maybe things that you like to do. So like there's some questions of like there are the things that you do, there are the things that you like, there are the things that you dislike, there are the things that you have. And they may inform who you are, but who you are, who are you is a different question. You know, who are you? What are you? Like those are do you see what I'm saying? Like who like what are you? Who are you? How you know, do you go ahead, Marshall? I'm just wondering as far as who are you, how else do you answer that? Like you could answer by saying I am a spiritual being, but I mean you don't want to repeat the same thing every time <laughs> for every person. So how else could you answer that question? But look at what you just said, Marshall. You said You don't want to repeat that every time with every person. And so I think we're so used to differentiating, you know, but really like I am like the answer to that question, you know, I am blank. I think that's where we would find out that we're like, you really answered that question from a, from a biological and maybe spiritual perspective, or even the scientific, we would all be saying the same things. Do you, do you see what I mean? Like we would be saying, I mean, the easiest answer is I am a human being. I am a human being. I am being. And, you know, you can be being different things all throughout, but I don't know. These are some just, these are just some questions, but you know, who, who are we really? Because what's happening now is, is that we are answering that questions with all the ways, all all of our preferences and likes and dislikes and passions. And um, and it's not helping us move towards peace, I'll tell you that. Because <laughs> even in the differences, it's like, well, which one is better? Well, which one is right? You know, which one is greater? Yeah. I don't know. Don't bust a brain cell. <laughs> Was there ever a point, speaking of when people ask you, what do you do? Was there ever a point where you didn't want to tell someone what you did? Yes, lots of times because I was ashamed, you know, maybe I was, you know, working in a grocery store, you know, maybe I was, 
a lot of times I was a, a stay-at-home mom and um, that wasn't ambitious enough. But what about you, Rennie? I guess, um, no, I, I don't think I ever, you know, didn't want to tell people what I did. Um, I can't think of a time. I think that I'm not somebody who likes small talk though. So it's like, you know, it feels like conversations always start out with like, what do you do? And I just always thought that it would be really cool that we had different questions to answer, you know, when we met people for the first time. So instead of like, what do you do? Like, how do you do it? Or <laughs> how do you move through the world? Or, or even like, you know, cause it's easy to say, yeah, I, I work at a nonprofit, you know, I would rather hear that somebody say something like, oh yeah, like I spend my time walking in nature and looking at trees, you know, like how do people connect with their, their spirit and their soul and what, what turns them on, you know, like in the world, that would be a much better question. I would, maybe I should start that. Like I'm going to go to a, a party with people I don't know next week. I can say, Hey, what turns you on? <laughs> and not in a sexual way. <laughs> what turns you on, like, life-wise, you know? Like, <laughs> Good luck with that, Rennie. <laughs> what, what makes your spiritual light shine? Like, what, 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 what parts of life do you really connect with that make you feel completely alive? Yeah. Yeah, so just thinking about the identities, like who we say we are when you answer that question, you know? Mm-hmm. Who are you? What are you? The real question is, why are you? Ooh. Why are you? Why, why am I here? Yeah. Why are, you, why are you here on the planet? Hey, we're, we came here from the, on, from the other side. Why are you here on the planet? What'd you come for? <laughs> oh, that's an interesting question. What did you come here to do? What'd you come here for? Well, you know the work of um, Bill Plotkin, right? I mean, he's got this whole like breakdown of um, the soul as everybody has their own individual purpose that we kind of wake up to and that most people don't ever find it. But once in a great while, someone does find it and they know exactly why they're here. And then, you know, that that's fascinating for me. Like there are people out there who actually know why they're here. And I'm, I, I feel like I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why I chose. We could this, be like, hey, this realm <laughs> to yeah. to manifest my my, my parents gave me this name. Yeah, but you know, I'm tr- I'm still trying to re- I'm still trying to remember what I came here for. <laughs> Maybe you can help me. <laughs> I remember um, in an earlier conversation, you said that. You came here to make people happy. Yes. Yes. I, I came to remind people how beautiful they are. Like, I know, ex- I remember, I remember, I didn't know how I was going to do that. Um, and guess what? Before I could do that, I had to remember. <laughs> I had to remember. <laughs> I could, I had, to, even though I had a clue, like, I remember saying that, like, I came here to remind people how beautiful they are and to make them ha- and to, you know, bring happiness. But then I was so unhappy. So first I had to do it for myself, figure out how to do it, 
I don't know what the hell. I don't even know. It ain't no first, second, third. It's just a life. At some points in time, I'm, I discovered, you know, my purpose. But it, it wasn't linear. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it really ever is. <laughs> we hope that some of these questions and thoughts that we're pondering, you know, I can't wait for when we can figure out how to have people just join us and then not be crazy people trying to crash our conversation. <laughs> but yeah, because, you know, we're just like, these are some questions that we're just thinking about. And identity is just so huge these days. You know, people, I, well, since when do you remember where every little thing becomes a fight the democrats versus the republicans the liberals versus the the anti-vaxxers versus the vax i mean it's just crazy and it doesn't seem to be we letting up on, I mean, it doesn't no. seem to be letting up and you know um it's almost like i i feel like i've gotten to the point where i can't even like turn on the news it's it's not news anymore it's just all commentary about the other side whoever they don't happen to like and how awful they are and you know it's like okay i can't bring any more of this negativity into my spirit you know and, so. and somewhere in the middle of that is the truth the quiet simple truth that needs no defense because it is what it is mm -hmm. underneath all that noise you know it's just the truth so we won't keep belaboring this point because <laughs> I'm getting ready to make some broth for my stuffing wow. and some cake. <laughs> All right. I guess that's a wrap. We will be back next week um, with another fun conversation, I imagine. <laughs> we love you. See y'all later. No, we haven't said our catchphrase yet. Oh, the catchphrase. The revolution begins with dialogue. Woohoo! Yes, it does. All right. <laughs> All right. See you later. This has been a joint podcast of Web Squared and Afrofuture Productions. For those of you interested in learning more about our work at Web Squared, you can find out more at websquared.org. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. This is our conscious conversation. We hope you'll subscribe today on your favorite podcast platform. Join the Remedy Membership Forum on Patreon to join us monthly for our members-only discussion. That's it for today. Until next week, thanks for listening. What's underneath the situation you don't realize So let's examine with a critical eye Put on your glasses and let it magnify The truth that lies hidden under all those lies Cause everybody has nobility And if you look beyond what your eyes can see You'll see they're just like you and me And now we're giving you the remedy